Hey listeners, do you enjoy the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast? How about nominating this for the best local podcast in Dayton, Ohio? Visit Dayton.com slash Best of Dayton, click on the nominate button, choose the entertainment category, scroll down to Best Local Podcast, then type The Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and finish with a click on the nominate. It's free and just requires your email address. Every nomination helps. The nomination process runs from November 11th until December 15th, 2019. If there's enough nominations, this podcast will run on another poll starting in January 2020. Let people know that you enjoy the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, made proudly in Dayton, Ohio, proudly covering local Cincinnati and Dayton sports. The Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Send in your nominations until December 15th. Episode 127 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast is where you can find out which local schools took home a football state title, how the local colleges are faring in the big dance of college volleyball, and how the Bengals are doing. And did Cincinnati pick up their first win of the season? All that and more in episode 127. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to sports happening in the Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio region. Visit the LeeWMowen.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. Follow the host on Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon, and the podcast at Sunday Pod. Opening theme is Arpy by Dan Hennig from the YouTube Music Library Collection. Now for your host, Lee W. Mallon. A special Saturday episode of this podcast, Surely You Jest. Well, that's my fault because I ran out of time throughout the week. So today's the only day I've had to record this podcast. So all apologies there. Anyway, 11 days till Christmas and the holiday season. Hope everyone is faring well as we'll go ahead and jump into the football state title games. The Cincinnati Dayton area, you'll be very happy to hear, did quite well in the title games. In fact, there's only one school around here that lost. And it was a close fashion game, too, not a blowout. So that's excellent. Let's go ahead and cover... First off, we're going to do the non-Cincinnati-Dayton schools out of the way. For Division Four, the Clyde Flyers are your state title winners. They took care of Licking Valley 42-14. to This is the same Clyde team that knocked off the Wyoming Cowboys who fell just one game shy of protecting their Division Four title from last year. And in Division Five, Kirkland defeats Ironton 17-7. And now we move on to the Cincinnati and Dayton schools. We'll start off with Division One, the Elder Panthers representing Cincinnati in the Greater Catholic League, along with another team we'll cover next. The Elder Panthers fell just short to Pickerington Central 21-14. Very close game, and I believe the Tigers scored, what was it, about three and some change left to go in the game. 
for the go-ahead touchdown. So, very close game played by Elder, and certainly nothing to hang your heads on. Very nice to see a close game. For Division 2, also representing the Greater Catholic League, the LaSalle Lancers, and they poke through Massillon, Washington, 34-17. to LaSalle ran right through Massillon, Washington's run defense and claims of Division II's title. For Division Three, representing Dayton, Ohio, it's Trotwood Madison and the Rams, and they come back from a 7-0 deficit to win an OT 14-7 over Mansfield Senior. Very big win for the Rams. They pick up their third state title in school history and third in this decade, so very impressive for Trotwood Madison. We already covered Division 4 and Division 5. We move on to Division 6. As the Anna Rockets blast through New Middletown Springfield 48-14, the biggest victory in the state title game. So a very well-done season turned in by Anna. And lastly, Division 7, it's Marion Local flying over the Lucas Cubs 28-6. So again, congrats go out to LaSalle, Trotwood Madison, Anna and Marion Local bringing home four state titles in Southwest Ohio. And yes, you're probably going to make the argument, Anna's in Northwest Ohio. No, they're in the Miami Valley, so technically they should be in Southwest Ohio, but we're not getting into that. And probably the same argument for Marion Local, but again, in the Miami Valley. That's what this podcast covers, Miami Valley and Cincinnati area sports. Yeah, high school football season over, college football winding down. I'm sure you probably already watched the big game, but uh, that's not what this podcast is about. So I put big game in quotes, but you probably weren't able to tell because yeah, I'm still battling the cold from last month. Hooray. We'll step aside and we will cover college volleyball because there were four schools around the area that got to the big dance. And also, guess who forgot to talk about the Bengals for the last three episodes? Me. And in fact, there might be a win sprinkled in there, too. A very impressive win. We'll talk about that after the break here on episode 127 of this Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Hey, listeners. Did you know that you can buy gear supporting the local Sunday sports podcast? Visit the com slash podcast. Then click on Buy Podcast Merchandise made by T Public. You can get shirts, hoodies, mugs, phone cases, and even stickers. Check out the local Sunday sports gear by T Public. And welcome back to episode 127 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, where it's time to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, the last few episodes I have forgotten to talk about the Bengals. There was a lot of other things to cover and you know, of my faulty memory, that didn't help matters. So I believe I missed the game at Oakland, or might, might have been the last game I talked about. I missed the home game against Pittsburgh, the battle against the New York Jets, and the first battle of Ohio at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. And that sets up tomorrow's game against New England, and then next week's at Miami Dolphins. And then week 17 at home against the Cleveland Browns to close up not only 2019, but this decade. Hard to believe that a new decade starts in just a couple of weeks. So pretty much the Bengals lost at Oakland 
Boston home to Pittsburgh 16 to 10, even though the Bengals had the halftime lead. And then Pittsburgh decides to swap quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph ineffective in that first half, so they go with Hodges, Duck Hodges, they call him. And Hodges had himself pretty nice second half to lead the Steelers over the Bengals 16-10. The first day of December, the Bengals finally pick up win number one of the 2019 season. They devour the New York Jets 22-6 in a game where the Jets are coming off a three-game winning streak and can't really move the ball against the Bengals. Very good win. Got to listen to most of it. Didn't listen to the second half because I figured, you know, I'm just jinxing them at that point. But it was nice to see that the Bengals picked up a win. So no perfect parade through Southwest Ohio. You can keep that stuff in Cleveland and Detroit. Thank you very much. The Bengals came up short at Cleveland 27-19 last week. I guess it'd be last Sunday. We're still in this week. And that sets up week 15 at home against New England. You've heard all the stories about Camera Gate 2.0 or Spygate or whatever you call it against the Bengals where there was a Patriots representative possibly working for Bill Belichick filming the Bengals coaching staff on their sidelines, which I don't know what to think about that. I mean, New England's good. They're 10-3. and three. They've lost two in a row, and the offense has started to look a little bit anemic. And I know that hurt me in the uh, playoffs in fantasy football, so that was great. Seriously, I benched Drew Brees and also Emmanuel Sanders after, you know, Sanders not doing much the last few weeks, and the two combined 100 points. Uh, I, I almost threw my phone across the room. Okay, not really. That'd be stupid. It's fantasy football. Nothing's going to happen if I win the championship. Well, not, which is not this year, but there you go. Anyway, the Bengals-Browns game, round one in Cleveland. I thought the Bengals did a nice job hanging in with them, and I thought this game was going to be death by field goals, where the Bengals win their second game just using the leg of Randy Bullock, but that didn't happen. The Browns decided, hey, you know what's a good idea? Let's run the ball. And they had, what was it, 73, 74, 75, 76 yards on the first drive in the second half. It's like, hey, you got two of the best running backs in the game. You know, why not use them? And Freddie Kitchens got the idea. There's a lot of Browns fans arguing that, and I wonder how Freddie Kitchens got the idea to start the second half with that. Not pointing fingers at anyone. That's a joke. You know, you can laugh at me if you want. I'd laugh, but then it sent me to another coughing fit, which I had to edit out. Aren't you lucky? So yeah, Bengals' run defense is... <laughs> How shall we put it? Non-existent. There you go. So I'm hoping in the draft the Bengals actually use that to stockpile some rush protectors out there. Or rush attackers. Rush protectors would be on offense, wouldn't it? A.K.A. an offensive line. But you get what I'm saying. You need some help in the running defense game. Passing defense, I think, has always been okay. It's just they're out too long and they're they've basically been cooked. No, I'm not I'm not too angry about the Browns loss because for Cleveland, I thought they'd do a heck of a lot better. And I think if you're on the other side of the spectrum in Ohio, you like the Browns, you gotta be disappointed. Just think what all talent you have on that team. 
Whereas the Bengals, yes, there's talent, but were we really expecting much? I think my best guess was 8-8, eight and eight, which is definitely not going to happen. Unless you can convince the NFL to count the next, if the Bengals win the next three games, as like triple, you know, like triple coupon madness. But I don't think that's how anything works like that. The win against the New York Jets, I mentioned briefly, Sam Darnold and the Jets were coming off a three-game winning streak, and just Darnold could not do anything against the Bengals. The Bengals scored... Seven in the first, ten in the second, five in the third. Yes, I know, five points in the third. That's totally football. But in terms of yardage, both teams cranked nearly 270. The Bengals 277 and the Jets 271. However, on the other side, the Jets were penalized ten times for 106 yards. Where if you look at the Bengals, two penalties, 15 yards. Little bit of a difference there, and this time it actually kind of helps the Bengals. The Bengals had the ball longer, 31 minutes, 41 seconds, to 28-19 for the Jets. Andy Dalton's first game back, which, by the way, yeah, Andy Dalton was unbenched. As Ryan Finley proved to be ineffective his first year in the pros, we really expect him to become the next Tom Brady in the first few games. Doesn't work like that. Dalton went 22 of 37, 243 yards, and one touchdown through the air. And Joe Mixon went 44 yards on the ground, 19, which that number is a great. What is great, though? One touchdown. So, huzzah. The receiving touchdown went to Tyler Boyd, who pulled down five catches for 59 yards and the lone touchdown in the air. Yeah, I was quite happy to hear about the Bengals winning that game against the Jets. Jets now 4-9, and nine, I believe. They recently lost Thursday Night Football, just and Sam Darnold seems like he's done with Adam Gase, who has learned nothing from his trip in Miami, and just the Jets not really that great. I mean, now, I believe Le'Veon Bell's hurt, so that doesn't help your running game, but you have that many emotions, you know, it's not too great. Sam Darnold on the other side, he did throw for 239 yards. However, no touchdowns, no picks, no rushing touchdowns for the Jets. They only could muster two field goals in the game. Which I can tell you, it's not Nick Folk. It's still weird to see Nick Folk as a Patriot after seeing him as a Jet for quite some time. But yeah. Bengals pick up the first win to avoid the 0-16. And it's also the same week where Washington and Miami pick up up, upset wins. Everyone was like, what are you doing? You're ruining your own tank. I was like, I don't want to see this team go 0-16. I mean, I don't want to see another 0-16 team, and I don't want the Bengals to have one. It's also very sad to think that this team is quite considerably worse than any of the team's the Bengals fielded in the 90s when Mike Brown took control. Think about that for a second. Bengals might get to the 2002 mark with, you know, two wins. I still think they can beat the Dolphins in Miami, but we'll see. Be nice to pick up a home win against Cleveland to end the year. Patriots really depends what Tom Brady that offense does. I mean, like I said, past 
two games, the offense just doesn't look sharp for New England. And maybe the Bengals use that to their momentum. Who knows? But yeah, three games left in the Bengals, and you can make the argument they are running through the calendar because they want the season to be done. I don't blame them. I kind of want the season to be done as well. But there you go. And to close up episode 127, yes, it's going to be a quick episode this week. Again, sorry for A, the late episode, and B, having to go by very quickly. That's what happens when you have a lot of your calendar booked up with stuff. But there you go. We'll talk about college volleyball playoffs. There are four Division One teams that made the big dance in Cincinnati and Dayton. Northern Kentucky and Wright State from the Horizon League. In fact, Northern Kentucky winning the Horizon League crown at Wright State. I know a lot of Norse fans loving that fact. Wright State with their first ever at-large bid, which I questioned if baseball got one of those in the 90s. They had those play-in games before he got to the big dance, and the Raiders lost to Troy State, now just Troy, you know, in the South, not Troy High School. That'd be silly. You're silly. Anyway, first at-large bid for Wright State Athletics. That was huge. That was a big pickup for volleyball, but, you know, winning Notre Dame and clean-sweeping through the regular season pretty much, and a great Horizon League slate, just three road match losses. Yeah, Wright State got an at-large bid, so that was quite nice. It's quite nice to see the two Horizon League teams in Southwest Ohio making the big dance. You also had the Cincinnati Bearcats, a team I had the pleasure of announcing for one match, and I got to see them clean sweep SMU 3 nothing. And last but not least, the Dayton Flyers winning the A-10 tournament crown. So that's four D1 volleyball teams making the tournament in Southwest Ohio. How special was that? The Cincinnati Bearcats had quite the season going 27-7. and They not only won their first matchup with VCU in four, they also knocked off number six Pitt on the road in five. Probably the biggest win in Cincinnati volleyball history, they mentioned. However, the Bearcats did lose last night in five to Penn State to end their season. For Northern Kentucky and Wright State, they battled big 10 foes. The Raiders got Purdue, and Norfolk, Kentucky got Michigan, and both the Norse and the Raiders were swept by their opponents. Boilermakers 1-3, Wolverines 1-3, and, and for the Dayton Flyers, they took on Big East Marquette and the Golden Eagles, and the Flyers were clean swept by Marquette in three. The results are probably not what you like to hear, but you have to give it up for those four volleyball teams. And Miami, I'm surprised Miami didn't get in that large bid just because of the fact that it was another Mac crown for the Red Hawks in the regular season. That's quite an impressive program in Oxford. If you just look at the volleyball in Southwest Ohio, it's quite strong. I know Norfolk Kentucky's youth volleyball program has a big hand, especially with Wright State now with Alley Matters. I, I... Can't wait for 2020 season. I really look forward to what the future holds for these volleyball squads. It should be very, very exciting to see come next year. But congrats to those squads for Northern Kentucky. A volleyball crown, the Horizon League for Wright State, the first at-large bid in Raiders history. 
at least in Division 1. You have to remember the Raiders were also in Division 2 for a time. And for the Dayton Flyers, another trip to the playoffs. Coach Tim Horsman, he has that Flyer team playing quite well. And that's quite the program at UD. And that will wrap up episode 127 rather quickly. Again, sorry for it being a short episode, but a lot of football, little volleyball. What can go wrong? I have no idea why I answered that, but there you go. Of course, it's Southwest Ohio Sports. If you want to hear about Ohio State football, I'm sure there's 10 trillion podcasts you can listen to. Or you can just listen to media in Southwest Ohio. Also, while I'm still holding the microphone in my hand, uh, yours truly got his first opportunity to announce a college basketball game. And, yeah, I had like over 100 likes on it. Normally I get like one or two likes on most of my stuff, which, you know, whatever. I'm not a big deal. I've accepted this fact for quite some time now. I think day one of walking out of the womb is when I accepted it. But, yeah, it was it was quite the treat. Wright State Women's Basketball held Education Day at 11 a.m. and They took on Marion University, which is an NAIA program out of Indianapolis. The Raiders held off a very furious Knights attack in the second half to win it 64-60. Just announcing basketball, that was huge for me. I know I messed up a couple subs. And I think I was a little bit slower on the pace. I forgot when you're announcing basketball how quickly the pace is. But, hey, it all worked smooth. People liked it, and I felt I did all right. So that was cool. Here's hoping it doesn't take forever to find my next college basketball assignment for announcing, but there you go. It was a lot of fun. And it was my, I said first time, on Twitter. That's not technically true. It was my second time on the big row. I was with Central States uh, Radio when I was broadcasting Marauders. And uh, I always remember that broadcast because I said, it's time for Wright State basketball. I was like, oh, wait, I'm with Central State. Sorry. Uh, that's that's what you get when I had four and a half years with the college radio station at Wright State. You know. So that was fun. But being in the big row... You know, it's my first time ever, and that was quite quite a treat, and I'll never forget it. So, next week, episode 128, hopefully we won't have to wait till Saturday, because uh, Saturday is quite busy. The Mayor's Cup is at South Metro Sportsplex next weekend, and I think I have, what, nine hockey games in four days to call? <clears throat> so if you like high school hockey, you know where to find me on Twitter. It's at the Lee W. Mowen. And I hope you join me for some exciting hockey. Should be a really good tournament. Looking forward to seeing Beaver Creek again in Alter. And also the first time this year, the Troy Trojans with the Centerville Elks. And also Springboro has two home games mixed in there as well. And Thursday, I believe I'm scheduled to broadcast on YouTube for Molar St. X at Heritage Bank Center. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah. Again, Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon. That's where I'm active the most. Also, follow this podcast on Twitter, Sunday Pod. And get your questions in for Mallon's mailbag. I'll answer them whenever I get the questions. Be nice to have more. And we'll talk to you again early next week. This is the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Proudly made in Dayton, Ohio. Proudly talking Cincinnati and Dayton sports. And don't forget, you can nominate this podcast for the Best of Dayton poll until Monday. 
You can keep voting tomorrow, the 15th, if you so choose. It's at Dayton.com. And I greatly appreciate being in the running because, again, proudly Maine, Dayton, Ohio, proudly talking Dayton and Cincinnati sports. Until episode 128, this is Lee W. Allen signing off. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit the LeeWMowen.com slash podcast. From there, you can choose your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. Interact with the podcast and host on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen, and at Sunday Pod. Like the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and download the free Flick Chat app. Then search for the local Sunday Sports Group to submit your future Mowen's Mailbag questions. The closing theme is Lights Go Down by Dan Hennig, provided by the YouTube Music Library Collection. This is Lee W. Mowen, and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please join me again next week on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.